Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. But today we have exceptionally special guests for you. After doing this last year, we realized that it had to be an annual thing. We just couldn't have Father's Day go by without doing another Father's Day show. So with us today are Fred Lawler and Jay Goldstein. Um, Just like last year, we'll play the interviews back to back. We have six new questions, uh, but the dads are back. So getting started with Fred. Dad, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was fun last year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and we have our... Barrel of Thunder, uh, Imperial Stout from Titletown we cracked open, a whiskey reserve. Uh, just like last year, we had to have a podcast beer, but getting started right away, who do you think is going to be this year's breakout player on offense? I think that's half the fun of the offseason is you just really can't predict which direction you're going to go. So for me, it depends a lot, of course, on whether Aaron's back or not. Yeah, that's- And that's kind of where we're all at. And I honestly believe he will be back but here's my hypotheticals whether he is or is not okay if Aaron is back I think that AJ Dillon is going to be just explosive their backfield looked great last year um really developed to complement the um passing side of the ball so um and AJ is just a beast (laughs) so that really could be a lot of fun um, another one, if Aaron is back, that I think could be that breakthrough guy is MVS. For sure. And yeah. he had spectacular moments last year. Of course, the haters are going to focus <laughs> on the drops. And granted, there were times when it was a struggle. But the whole package considered, he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I think given another year of uh, chemistry and confidence, it could be lights out with MVS downfield with Aaron back. And then... On the downside that I don't want to go to that place. <laughs> Actually, this one kind of goes to goes both directions either, yeah. with either Aaron or Jordan Love, or uh, even in a sense if uh, Blake Bortles or somebody else is in there. Um, Amari Rogers yeah. is my uh, catch-all. So um, I think I'm just drooling at the thought of a Randall Cobb replacement that actually lives up to the hype of that slot guy that we've been dying for, and I really think Amari could be that guy. So, you know, whether the running game is keyed on because it's Jordan, whether the downfield is just not working out, we're not getting the time, that over-the-middle short game is critical and deadly and could just be a wonderful um, new element with him. Have I sent you or have you read anything that Amari Rogers and Randall Cobb know each other really well? No, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, um, Amari Rogers' dad was Randall Cobb's coach at Kentucky for a while. So Randall Cobb used to like train with Amari Rogers and like keep tabs on him before he even entered the league. So the first, or when he got drafted, Randall Cobb was like the first person to text him. And it was when he was with Aaron Rodgers at the Derby of all like small world. Yeah. That's fabulous. (laughs) I mean, already I was having really positive thoughts before then you throw that element in there and it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Please let this be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I like both of those a lot. Um, let's flip it now then to breakout player on defense. I mean, there's a a soft spot with me for somebody that I don't think has necessarily gotten all the, the fair shake they should have gotten so far. 
that would be Rashawn Gary. All the hype, of course, with the high draft choice and kind of a slow trajectory starting out, but he's coming on strong. So there's a, there's a part of me that's really pulling for him to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But the choice I made was uh, Darnell Savage. Yeah. Uh, with the strength of that backfield and the stability of Amos and um, God, Jair Island is just <laughs> such a fun thing to watch. We, we haven't seen that in a very long time. But I think Savage could be the recipient of, you know, a lot of benefits of a, of a improving secondary. And he came on really strong towards the end of the last year. So I'm looking for that to continue. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I know that Jay and Perry are probably going to talk about Rashawn Gary, but even like listening to Zadarius Smith and pressers, you know, um, everybody was leaving kind of these optional voluntary OTAs and they're like, well, Rashawn, where do you, what are you going to do now that, you know, the, the mini camp's over and he's like, Oh, I'm going back to the gym. Like that's just who he is. And yes, we saw, I mean, I think it kind of lit a fire under Preston Smith too last season because Rashawn has been that good. He was kind of the stud of the playoffs, even all things considered when Z was getting double teams, Rashawn was getting right. open. So I like that you took the, the 2019 first rounders. I think that's a good, good yeah, choice. I, I like it. Um, you kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but you know, it's the, I joke uh, with periods, the green and gold elephant in the room. We have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, do you think he plays this season? And if you do, you know, do you think it's for the Packers is it somewhere else? And I guess to kind of put a bow on that, does he retire a Packer or if he does come back, is this all just temporary for like a season? Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to speak here for all the over 60 crowd, but um, whether this is a personal journey or what, I picked up a certain amount of patience and ride it out kind of philosophy as I've gone on in life. And I truly believe with Aaron and Green Bay that it's going to happen. He's coming back. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a drama filled off season. It's been just, I, I don't even like to pay too much attention to it because, you know, the big banner headlines on ESPN or whatever are always going to be a Rogers story. And when you get there, it's a bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that's, you know, slow news day. What have we got? Hype up the Aaron thing again and trying to read the tea leaves to come up with something out of a t-shirt or uh, <laughs> um, maybe a poorly judged quote taken from the past. And it's like, seriously, this is what we're hanging our, our predictions on now. It's like, let it ride out. I believe Aaron wants to be back. I think the Packers definitely want him back. Um, I think a big part of the wanting to be somewhere else really boils down to respect. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I haven't earned this from you, a greater consideration of my future and what that means, um, not necessarily control, but at least a voice. I I think that's all fair that Aaron's earned that. He's he's worked hard and he's delivered. And um, I think... Sometimes you see, to my mind, false comparisons with the uh, final days of Favre and Green Bay. Yeah. And I don't think you can draw those too tightly because when you look at Favre, you had, I'm going to retire. I'm done playing. Wait a minute. I'm back again. Wait, I'm going to retire. That revolving door thing went on for so long. I don't blame the Packers at all for saying, I just can't do this anymore. We've got to pull the trigger and move forward. And I've never yet seen anything out of Aaron that leads me to believe that he's giving them a shortened clock. He wants you know, one more year, two more years. Um, he's dedicated. He's putting in the work. He's having MVP seasons. This is not somebody that's in the situation Favre was in before he left. And I can almost guarantee you if Favre wasn't motivated by the stick it to Green Bay after <laughs> he left and went to Minnesota after his uh, crummy year with the Jets, 
I don't think he would have performed as well as he did, but that revenge factor was huge for him. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I see Aaron back and I'm at the point, like I said, I'm not really buying into the hype, but if we get to that point at the end of it all, um, I'm going to be, when we finally have word, either welcome back, Aaron, now let's get busy or all right, Jordan, let's see what you got. And Aaron, thanks for the amazing ride. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Yeah. It's, it's not fair. I mean, you know, we always say like, we'll, we'll figure it out and we have to figure it out. And it's been so interesting to kind of see the perceptions of like, you know, Perry and I were young enough that we didn't fully grasp the Farb stuff. And then you have, I don't know if you want to call them like the Gen Xers, you know, that came a little bit before us that, you know, they're like, you can't hurt me anymore. Brett Favre hurt me and Aaron can't hurt me. So yeah, I'm with you. I think it's, I think there's stuff there. I don't think this would have leaked for no reason. I think that he feels a little bit slighted and cheated by some of the decisions that were made, but I agree with you. I think, I think he's back, but if he's not, it's, I think the thing that's going to hurt the most is just, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing football is one of the reasons that I love football as much as I do. Yes. And I know people feel that way about Brett Favre too. And it's kind of cool to think that maybe in 15 years, kids are going to feel that way about Jordan Love or whoever is the quarterback. That'd be fabulous. But yeah. So before this turns into a, a complete downer about Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> <laughs> um, we can say that Aaron is back for this next question, but the Packers have obviously been to two NFC championship games now uh, in the last two seasons. And what do you think is missing? Like, what do you think is going to be the thing that gets this Packers team to the Super Bowl? Because last season, when we did the Father's Day show, you went on the podcast and you said Aaron Rodgers is going to win one more with the Packers. So this is your opportunity to say how they're going to do that. Well, I'm going to double down on that. I'm going to say <laughs> this is the year because Aaron is back and this is the year Love to get that. over the hump. And um, honestly, as much as everything else, you look at the growth between the 49ers championship game and the Buccaneers championship game. And those were completely different teams. Yeah. And there's no reason we could not and should not have come out of there with the win. I think the the biggest thing, and you, you know, you can pick a particular play call or, or anything you want to do, but at the end of the day, you're at that level that in order to guarantee success, you have to play mistake-free football. Yeah. And that's the difference. They they just you have to get that perfect game now and then. Sometimes you can rest on your laurels, skate by, get by with a few mistakes, but that was not the time or the place or the opportunity to let that one get away. And I don't think it's going to happen to him again. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting too. Like, you know, we, we knew that the Mike Pettin defense was bend, don't break. And then it was like, Oh my God, we're breaking. What do we do now that we're breaking? (laughs) And if you gave up a lead, it was really hard to get back into it. And I think the NFC championship game was kind of like the peak example of the defense finally being able to get the team back into it. And then we saw the offense have the letdown. So I think with Joe Barry coming in as a new defensive coordinator, I think Matt LaFleur going into his third year with, you know, a couple new weapons, AJ Dillon, Amari Rogers, Josiah DeGuara being healthy. Yeah. I I don't want to speak too confidently like into the universe about it, but it's, it's hard to look out into the schedule and think that, you know, I think the biggest challenges are AFC teams. Like you'll meet one of these teams in the Super Bowl, but the NFC is kind of paved nicely for you to have another shot at this, which a lot of teams don't get. And we've seen it before. Go go back to the last Super Bowl we won, where we went in as a six seed, mm-hmm. as the wild card, and we ran the table. Got hot at the so, right time. Absolutely right. You just have to get there. You don't have to be the number one seed. You don't have to be 
I mean, home field is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, it's the hot hand at the right time. And I think they're built for that. I think they're capable of that. It's just, I don't know if I want to say it's as much mental as anything else at this point. You, you know, you can do this Yeah. now. Just get out there and do it. Yeah. But speaking of Super Bowls, um, we talked about this a little bit. And the caveat here, of course, is that we both would pick the Cleveland Browns as our ideal Super Bowl matchup for my husband, Mark. Um, I don't know if my heart could take it, honestly. I think I'd be rooting so hard for the Browns and him to have that moment that he's never had that it would be really hard for me. So it might actually not be my ideal, although it would make the loss maybe hurt less. But you do have that nice guest room now, so that kind of softened the blow a little bit for the loser. Spoken like a true dad. But, <laughs> but all things heal, so it could be a rough week or two, but you know. Yeah, but so I'll maybe taking the Browns off the table then, what would be your ideal Super Bowl matchup for the Packers, whether it's you know player versus player or just you know Packers versus any franchise? I'm more of a franchise guy than a player guy, especially in today's league where it's so fluid and people are all over the league based on money. Um, so there's a side of me that would love to see the Indianapolis Colts. I prefer they were the Baltimore Colts, but that's a completely <laughs> that's different story. Thing. But um, the fact that they're an old school franchise that they've been around forever and they share a lot of the, the history of, of the, the good old days, if you will. But um, the other cool thing is we have yet to, play an AFC South team in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And of those four, Indianapolis appeals to me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the other three are all relatively new, um, save the once upon a Houston Oilers, now Tennessee <laughs> Titans. Um, it, it, it just, it has a feel good vibe to it. I, I kind of like that one. Another one that sort of appealed to me, but then it scared me a little bit was um, the Buffalo Bills. That would be such a fun game. I see the fan bases as both being just rabidly in love with their teams and totally all in, and all that would be a lot of fun. The downside for me is um, the last time we played a team in the AFC that lost four Super Bowls, (laughs) it was the Denver Broncos, and we chose that year to have our one-off Super Bowl, and uh, we gave Denver their first. So that, that scares me a little bit about... Um, history repeating itself. So let's go with the Colts. I wasn't thinking about Buffalo, but Buffalo would probably be like my top. I know that, you know, in this kind of round of playoffs, the Bills were my second choice outside of the Browns. But I always like to think about, you know, the AFC West where the Packers beat the Chiefs, beat the Raiders, lost to the Broncos. So I've always thought like, wouldn't it be fun if they played the Chargers? Then you did the whole AFC West or like a rematch with the Broncos. But I'm not big on Super Bowl rematches unless, you know, Unless it's the Packers, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever they're playing, it's all default. But the other thing that I, I would kind of like about the Bills, in a sense, is that um, look at the the cosmic karma of rewarding two teams that live in some of the most inhospitable climates, <laughs> play outdoor football, yeah. have have never domed up or you know just sold out and gone that route. They're as traditional as you can get as far as this is a real football experience. So to reward those teams by sending them someplace wonderful and let them (laughs) let that fan base enjoy some fun in the sun and a a fantastic game, that's kind of cool too. I might be wrong, but I think the Super Bowl is at the new uh, Rams stadium this year. So So out west in Cali. But this is, I mean, this, I think we're in agreement here, but how do you feel about the new 17-game schedule? Because... I don't know. I have my, I have my own thoughts. 
Jay's probably here with me, but um, I can go back to watching games in the late 60s when it was a 12-game schedule. Mm -hmm. And then for a period of the 70s, it was a 14-game schedule. And then by the late 70s or 80, they had rolled over to the what was the current 16-game schedule. And I always felt that, okay, that's enough. Let's not take this too far. And I know it sounds like it's only one game. What's the big deal? But um, in a sense, I'm a, I'm a sports guy where I'm not a huge uh, football or uh, football, of course, but um, basketball, baseball, hockey. The thing I've never really liked a lot about any of those sports is there was no significance on every single game. I mean, it was like you could have a streak and lose 10 in a row. And if you got hot, you're still viable and, and you, you know, have meaning. Uh, football, man, you, your margin for error is just not yeah. there. So a short season for me is wonderful. Um, I don't know if that the 17 is totally based on revenue reasons. I suspect it probably is. But that that's just, again, that's that that's my I love sports for sports sake. And um, I know the purity of the game just sounds like sanctimonious and and so unrealistic but there there is a sense that the further and further it gets away from the joy of the game the the less it appeals to me yeah it's tough because i i understand like not needing four preseason games so to go to three preseason 17 regular season i like that aspect of it i feel for some of the fringe guys who used that fourth game to like make a roster yes um so that part sucks but you know then you think about the guys like aaron Rodgers who don't really play in the preseason anyway but yeah, I mean, to me, the reason I don't like it is maybe because I'm so type A that it hurts and you can't have like a nice, even eight and eight <laughs> right. anymore. Like, but yeah, so last one before we wrap up, do you have any type of like favorite football memory that would involve the two of us either, you know, from my childhood or when we went to a game together, a moment that we watched maybe on TV together? We talked about this a little bit earlier as well, and we've been to a number of games together and they've always been fun, but in fairness, the games we've got to see, not good. We we can't look back and somebody <laughs> will say, "Oh my God, the the Bears comeback when Rodgers was hopping on one leg." It's like, yeah, miss that. Yeah. Go through the whole litany of, of thirty best in the last few years, and we never kind of got to share one of those together. We got to see the Dallas debacle and, and a few others, um, but to be fair. The magic of Lambeau makes up for a mediocre mm-hmm. game, for a bad game. It, there's just something amazing about being there. Um, having a foot-long brat and a Liney's Honey Vice outside the stadium with you on that a hot summer day, mine, yeah. that's fabulous. Um, and when you're when you're in Green Bay, you're spending time in the atrium or the pro shop, and you, know, you and I are always awesome, but you add um, Mom or Mark or your brother Tim, whoever whoever that extra person is, they, they bring another element to it that's amazing and fun. So... Um, no matter who we brought along or however it played out, the best part for me has always been that whatever else happened, uh, football's always been our thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you and me. I'm going to get misty. <laughs> <laughs> I do that easy for those of you that, that know me even a little bit. But um, not that anyone else was ever excluded, but it was always a special thing for you and I. Yeah. Uh, throwing balls in the front yard, diving catches in the lake, watching good or bad games on TV or in person. Yeah. Uh, football without you would just be football with you. Football is pretty damn special. Yeah. To me, I was thinking the, the lineys one uh, with the footlong brats and the, the honey bites for sure. Um, I also liked the 
Rogers to Rogers Hail Mary because we watched that at your house. Yes. And mom was asleep and we woke her up screaming. <laughs> and then we made her come down the hall and watch the replay of the catch like 800 times. Um, and then probably, I think it was, it would have been this last season, the Rams divisional round. We couldn't watch it together because we had a COVID scare. So we had to quarantine separately for two weeks. Um, but you texted me a picture every time the Packers scored a touchdown. <laughs> so I have a series on my phone of you with different Packers gear on every time there was a score yeah. counting on your fingers, one, two, three, four. So um, just the way, yeah, like you said, the way that football like brings you, whether you're, um, and like Perry will attest to this too, but um, Perry's one of my closest friends in my life now. And it's because of this podcast. So it really does feel like football is such a, a connector yes. for so many people. And I'm just, I'm just going to throw a silly one out there for you because the time will come when people will say there really was such a thing. But I remember being at a game with you and Mark and you guys came back from the concession oh, yeah. stand with the horse collar. Yep. The brat. <laughs> the giant ring shaped brat with all the fixings and everything else. And it, it was just like, I had never seen anything so crazy in my life. And here, you know, now, now it's already a, a distant memory but um a good one somebody spilled a beer on it so we didn't get to finish it which is just peak lambo this is peak lambo for sure but any other you know thoughts anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up and kick it over to uh jay and perry i just like to wish all the dads out there a happy father's day um and this goes for all dads whether you get the uh title biologically or through adoption or just by being a damn good guy Uh, shout out to you and um, to all the special ones in your life that get to share that relationship with you. See, you can tell we're related because that was going to be how I was going to end the show, but you did it already. So, all right. Up next is Perry and Jay uh, with their questions on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Let's go Bucks. Yeah, go Bucks. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to just chat about the Packers. Maggie and I put some questions together and... Once a year we get to do Once this. a year, yeah. All right. So, okay, we're going we're in weird off season. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Does it remind you of Favre? Into- no, because Favre always threatened to retire. Yeah. So with Favre it was not Listen, I love Aaron Rodgers, but he's being a diva in my opinion. Yeah. And um you know, if he doesn't want to play for the Packers, he doesn't want to play for the Packers. I I just I can't worry about that um i've had many great years of quarterbacks but i've remembered the don mikowski years yeah yeah. so you know i don't think jordan love is going to be don mikowski and we'll see if that ever comes to fruition but it's a weird it's a weird off season because i actually think with rogers they are super bowl contenders of course yeah so do, so do you think that he comes do you think he's coming back at all like what are the chances I think it's 50-50. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if he actually sits out a year. Really? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I just think that. He's petty enough? He's, I don't want to say petty enough. I think he's stubborn enough to sit out a year. Even if it costs him $30 million. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me because in my opinion, I think all these players want two things. One, to make money, and two, to win a championship. And the best way for him to do that is in Green Bay. 
Because even if they trade him, let's say to like the Broncos, the Broncos are going to have to send the Packers a boatload back for it to be worth it. And then he's going to a team that's not as good. And then he's in the AFC, which is harder in my opinion. I don't see, I don't really see, get what he wants out of this. So the question is, and I can't answer it, is, is Aaron Rodgers more committed to winning a championship or more committed to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. And he's got so many outside interests and he has won one and he's been the MVP twice. Um, Three times. Three times. Maybe he doesn't care anymore about winning. I don't know. It's interesting. You know. Um, Okay, so let's say he does come back, right? They've gone to the NFC Championship game twice now in the last two years, four times in the last seven. Haven't made it back since 2010. What actually, like, what's missing? What gets them there? Oh, you know, people talk about it all the time. They haven't gotten them wide receivers. They haven't gotten them, you know, weapons. That's a bunch of BS to me. Okay. Because they had the best offense in football last year. So they scored tons of points. So the, the defense is what will get them there. Not the offense. They don't need any more weapons. I disagree with yeah. that philosophy a thousand percent. I just do. You know, how many touchdowns did he have last year? Passing. 48. 48. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's going to get 52? Yeah. It's not going to change yeah. anything. Yeah. They they have a running back that's spectacular. They have a backup who I think is going to be as good as Jamal Williams was and maybe better, actually, in certain respects. Yeah. Um, they'll, lo- they'll miss Jamal Williams in the, in the locker room, probably. But they have a tight end that they drafted high who's coming back who – who looks like he's going to be a weapon. Which one? Uh, Daguerre. Oh, Josiah. Yeah. Um, they have they, they have everything they need. So I, I think Amari Rogers, too, is like that and missing Amari piece. Amari Rogers fits that. And I don't want to say the, uh, um, you know, the missing weapon, but he does give them a dimension that they don't have. He's yeah. He's a very good slot receiver with running back skills. They don't really have that. Um, So it's defense. It's always been the defense. Listen, the reason they won, even back in the Favre years, was Brett Favre was great, but, you know, Reggie White. Yeah made a difference and the defense is going to make a difference in the 2010 Super Bowl run. It was the defense. How many interceptions did they have throughout that run? They, yes, I agree. So that's going to be the difference. It's not another offensive player. I also think to be honest with you, like we can have this conversation until we're blue in the face to me, the team 2019, I think they exceeded all expectations, got to that championship game and were just completely outmatched. But this past year, they had everything they needed. They just didn't execute. They just needed to do what they needed to do on the big stage at the right time, and they didn't. Kevin King getting absolutely <laughs> torched at the end of the first half absolutely was a nail in the coffin. Yeah. So, again, yeah. that's defense to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so you drafted a cornerback, number one. There was a reason for that. I agree. So, okay, so this year – Tons of new, exciting players. We just named a few. Who's, like, your breakout star this year? So 
I don't think that the new players become the breakout stars. I think Rashawn Gary is going to just tear it up this year. So for me on defense with a new guy, you know, coaching the linebackers and I just think that he's going to be put in a position. He has as many pressures as anybody else on the team. Um, I think Rashawn Gary is is a breakout player on defense. On offense, it's, I think you're going to find this a weird thing. I think John Runyon steps in and starts. And I think that he's going to solidify the offensive line in a way that people aren't expecting. Um, I love that. And um, It's a really young line if Josh Myers and Royce Newman are starters. Well, it's really young if those two start, and I think Runyon's a, a star in the making. And you know, if Bakhtiari comes back the way he looks like he's going to, every yeah. everything I see on video looks like he's well on his way back. But I think that they don't have to rush him because I think they actually have enough young talent. And yeah. again. It's not offense to me. I think they've done a good job, especially late in rounds, getting people for their offense. I, I'm not, I'm not worried about the offense. Yeah, I actually think if Jordan Love looks as good as they say, we could win with him. I agree with you. I, I don't think that that's. Look, do I want Aaron Rodgers to come back? Yes, only because he's a proven entity. We know what you get from him. He makes other people better. He, he throws passes that nobody else can throw. He hits windows that nobody else can hit. You know, he, he's really amazing. So would I like him back? Yes. Do I think we can still win? I think we can win the division, no doubt. <laughs> I, I don't really believe that there's a contender in the division at all. I don't think anyone's yeah. worth it. I don't think there's more than a 500 team in the division other than the Packers. So can they get to the playoffs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Matt LaFleur's scheme is super quarterback friendly. And I think, you know, you, Jordan Love is a starter. You lean on Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon a little bit more. You make it, you know, you just make things simpler for Jordan Love. I think they can be over 500 with him based off what they have. And I think all the time, too, about Devontae Adams with Brett Hundley. And how Devontae Adams produced even when Brett Hundley was under center. And you'd hope that at least Jordan Love is better than Brett Hundley levels, even in his first year. Yeah. So you know that Devontae can show up. I, again, I, I'm, the offense isn't what is is going to win or lose. Yeah. It's the defense. Yeah. I agree with you about Rashawn. I think that it's, it's time. He was so disruptive last season. And now I think he's going to get more opportunities it's interesting, too, because I just read an article that said that Preston Smith was not in condition last year. And that's why they think he didn't have a good year. So, you know, maybe he comes back hungrier because he has to. Yeah. He, he's well, he's probably contract. playing for another contract yeah. again. So we'll see. Apparently he looks slimmer, like more toned up. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of records – and 500 or not, there's actually an extra game this year. Yeah, what, not loving that. Why? Uh, it's a league of of staying away from injuries. Yeah. Um, injuries mean so much when you're when you're playing one game a week, um, 
And I just think that another real game creates another opportunity for stars to get injured. Even so, with less preseason? Because stars don't really play in preseason. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, you're, not, you're literally adding a game that they wouldn't play otherwise. Um, so you got to hope that, listen, the way they've changed even the preseason, they, they don't hit as much. So they're not even in as Back in the day, I hate to sound like a 62-year-old man, soon to be 63, but I am. Um, you know, players hit during training camp and during the week. So they got used to it. It's I'm just worried about injuries. That's yeah, all. I agree with you. I mean, I'm never going to complain about extra football from a fan perspective. But if I want my team to make it further, that extra game just makes me think someone might get hurt. And, exactly. And you don't want that. Um, but the Packers have tons of home games through the cold weather, which is always a really nice. Yeah, advantage. I think the schedule, when you look at it, I think favors them. They have a very difficult schedule, though, this yeah. year, um, except for their own division. But <laughs> uh, so that's six games. Um, but they play a lot of good teams and they play, you know, Kansas City on the road. And yeah. So, yeah. All right. So let's say the Packers do make it, they make it all the way. Over the hump, what's your, like, dream Super Bowl matchup? Like, what would you love to see? I think if Rodgers is back, I think Rodgers-Mahomes is is the, yeah you know, is the dream matchup, personally. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a huge Ravens fan. I'm, I don't know. Not, I don't think that would interest me that as much. Um when I look at the rest of the AFC, I know they're really good, but I just think Mahomes is the guy and yeah. he's fun to watch. He's the pinnacle. And he does things that nobody else can do. And they have amazing team speed. And I actually love Andy Reid, who, who is actually a Green Bay, comes out of the Green Bay Disciples of, yeah. of Holmgren. So, <laughs> you know, it's there's some... Um, there's some lineage there. So that would be it. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'd love somebody maybe easier because <laughs> that would be, that would well, be a matchup, but, yeah, but it would but, be the best But to it's watch. the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. It's you're thinking about the best team possible. Um, okay. Let's end with favorite game or memory from childhood. So I think we had this conversation last year, actually. Yeah, you can choose a different one. Um, listen, I became a Green Bay Packer fan because I remember watching Super Bowl one. I. I was solidified as a Packer fan watching the ice ball. Yeah. So that's always going to be the memory for me, always. Um, you know, it was the pinnacle of playing. It was my hatred for the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> to this day. Yeah. It's um, true. <laughs> I know that I know that it's not the rivalry that some people hate, but the Dallas Cowboys will always be my least favorite football team. Always. <laughs> Where were you watching the ice bowl just at home? Yeah, it was with my dad. You know, he bet on the game probably. <laughs> um, but but I wasn't too worried about that, you know. And uh you were seven? I was nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. I was nine. Um, 
What about Favre era? Favorite game during the Favre era? Far, the 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 most memorable game was the game he played at the, after his dad died. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy, unbelievable, ridiculous, out of his mind game. <laughs> you know, and um, I was just, you know, he he wouldn't take a day off for anything, and if he didn't. If he wasn't going to take a game off because of his death of his father, then he had to go out there and just be spectacular. Yeah. And he yeah. was. Yeah, I'd love to rewatch that game at some point, actually, just like to know. Because I've seen highlights before, but everybody talks about it with such like reverence. He was just ridiculous, unconscious. Yeah. You had to know going into that as the opposing team, like you're going to lose today. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Okay, what about with me and Carly? Favorite memory? Well, the Super Bowl we watched together, which we spoke about last year. Um, yeah. Going to the game with you guys. That was awesome. The Jets we game? went to the Jets game. Yeah, that yeah. was really fun. That was fun. They won in overtime yeah. in the end zone we were sitting in. Yeah. So, you know, that was... That was the first one, the three of us together. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first one that we all went to together. So, yeah. You know, that was easily the best memory for the three of us. Yeah. I think one of my favorites is the um, Hail Mary against Detroit. I think I was home from school because it was December, right? Yeah. And we were sitting in the other house in the living room and we just like couldn't believe what. We yeah. were watching. Yeah, we've had a couple of really good Hail Marys, obviously. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the <laughs> With Aaron Rodgers. The Detroit game was a really good one, though. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this was fun, Dad. Yeah, any other, fun. Any other thoughts uh, this offseason? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's funny. I, I watched very little sports this past year except for football. Um Still, I guess my favorite thing to watch, it was, I didn't feel it was that much different during COVID as the other sports were. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why, just didn't, but, you know, did watch basketball this past uh, week. So got to watch the Bucks beat the Nets. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yes, for everyone yes I'm a Buck fan also, yeah. <laughs> even though I'm from New York. Right. Totally different reason than the Packers. But um, so all of you in Wisconsin listening, yes, I'm a Milwaukee Buck fan. And yes, I'm old enough to remember when Kareem and Oscar Robertson won a championship. Yeah. You've so. seen all of your teams win a championship. I've seen them all win. And for, any, that is? and for any Jet fans listening, I also saw the Jets wins. <laughs> You're aging yourself now. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this was really fun, Dad. Thank you, right. as always. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. And um, I think you already heard Maggie and, and her dad in their interview. So thanks, as always. Follow us on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney and Perry underscore Goldstein. Follow the podcast at PWSS Podcast on Twitter. Um, we'll be back with another episode in our normal cadence and a live show in a couple of weeks. And as always, go pack, go, go pack, go, go pack, go, go pack, go. go, pack, go.